Yeah, getting healthier, trying to start You heard all the Ketonians talk Kiss my keto, high and fat Oh yeah, low carb, check it out So official, nothing used that's artificial Products full of electrolytes Raise your ketones, get you right Woo! Everything on the label Oh yeah, 100% What's listed is what you get From the foods to supplements Healthy mix of all the fats, few carbs I'ma be real, and the new ketogenic bar It's a meal that'll get you far Yeah, kissmyketo.com Use LLVLC for 20% off. $50 purchase or more on one order. Yeah. Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte in a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KetoVitals.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. Uh, living La Vida Local. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet. Trying to get you feeling bright. Cut up them avocados. Fry some eggs. Time to explore. The longest running health podcast. Hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. How's everything going with you? Yeah, just doing my thing, podcasting, torturing myself, showing the whole world on the internet. So yeah, it's it's <laughs> awesome. Tires. <laughs> exactly, that's the torture. <laughs> it's awesome though. I actually surprisingly, Rachel, love it, and I've never been one that's been an exerciser, um, which is partly why I became obese to begin with. Besides the crappy diet, but it's just, there's just something about once you get going and you kind of have that motivation to keep going, you can't bottle that up and give it to somebody. You just have to somehow get them in the mindset to get there. And I'm there. Yeah, that's awesome. And so are you still, you're still just doing it on your own though, right? Like, no, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing it on my own. Uh, Christine, as you hear on the videos encourages me. So it's, it's, it's good to have that um, and to keep me on schedule with. You know, like the recovery time, shortening it a little more, a little more to try to improve the cardiovascular. But um, yeah, in fact, the the flipping of the tire was my idea um, because when I got started with it, the medical doctor I'm working with, Dr. Lemansky, said, you know, try running like, all right, you tell try telling a big guy to run. That is not fun at all. But I can lift heavy things and and grunt. So <laughs> yeah. So that's what I started doing. Was okay. We'll mix a little bit of cardio because uh, the heartbeat is racing and I'm breathing hard. So that's good cardio uh, with some strength training. And I'm really glad I did it that way because my strength has just gone through the roof since I started this. It's only been not even three weeks yet. That's awesome. That's amazing. So it's got me it. not wanting to stop. <laughs> So, which is the <laughs> that's bug, awesome. that's, that's what you need. And so I know you, uh, 
help clients with that all the time. So you understand. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I was asking, um, in particular, just cause curious if you, um, were going to branch out a little bit after oh, of course. You, know, you get more comfortable and maybe even, you know, join like, so the reason I asked is just cause right. like and at CrossFit, we actually do. No, like, I know you do. <laughs> tire flips and all that and, stuff. And, and the local like, CrossFit lady, uh, where I live, she's a keto girl. Oh, really? And I know her personally. She's opening a, a keto restaurant. And so, uh, but yeah, she's the owner of the CrossFit gym. Lisa Corcoran is her name. And uh, yeah, so she's already reached out to me. Well, if you're going to flip a tire, you might as well come to CrossFit. <laughs> That's what I I'm was I'm like, thinking. I know I'm getting there. Just let me kind of work into this a little more. <laughs> yeah, work your way up and then. Conditioning to be that, better. Yeah. And then having, just having the motivation of the people around you is like, just so I think that that's the main reason why I go and yeah. go to the CrossFit gym is just because it's fun. And it's like having that little competition there every day. Is, yeah. It's just really motivating. I'll tell um, you, I got turned off by the CrossFit movement when I was in paleo and it just, <laughs> it was just the whole bruh mentality. <laughs> and I, I realized not all of them are that way. And I realized most of them are how you're describing them, but it was just kind of that, the, the, the imagery of it just w wasn't very flattering to someone like me. Um, so I never felt motivated to go to a CrossFit gym. Yeah, I understand. And I mean, I've gotten so much pushback from all different types of CrossFit with, you know, implementing keto and all that. So sure. I feel you in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could sit here and jibber jabber about, you know? <laughs> uh, CrossFit and flipping tires and, uh, all the rest, but let's get to talking about your book. And I say, we just dive right in. You're listening to the Living La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today, that lovely voice you've been listening to, she was on here about six months ago, but she's back now because she's got a book, you guys. Her name, Rachel Gregory, and she's a board certified nutrition specialist and athletic trainer, which is why we've been talking about flipping a tire in CrossFit <laughs> and strength and conditioning coach. She's the founder and CEO, and I still love this branding of Killing It Keto and the creator of the 21-Day Keto Challenge, which she now has a book that accompanies that called the 21-Day Ketogenic Diet Weight Loss Challenge. Rachel, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Glad and to be here. Absolutely. And last we spoke, you were talking about this study that you conducted of some non-elite uh, CrossFit athletes, uh, Jimmy Moore, and uh, put them on a ketogenic protocol uh, as part of your studies when you were uh, studying and you shared all the results of that. I had a lot of good feedback from that. People are like, oh, my gosh, we need to hear more of this kind of research out there. And obviously, it's only been a few months since you've been on. But is anybody picking up this baton and running with it? Yeah, I mean, I've actually had a bunch of people um as I've been on more podcasts and, and your podcast have had people message me on like Instagram saying, Hey, I, you know, I do CrossFit and I started implementing keto and, you know, my coaches tell me that I, I shouldn't be doing it, but I've found success for myself. And then even on top of that, there is just like we were talking about, there's some, um, gym owners who are starting to implement, um, keto and they're seeing the results. And so it's just, um, I think that it's going to take time, but there yeah. is, it's definitely growing. Um, and people are definitely realizing that, you know, it's not, um, like you can sustain a ketogenic lifestyle and still do high intensity 
training like CrossFit. Um, and build muscle. Very, that's that's a big muscle. myth too. Yeah. Everybody that talks about ketogenic diet says, well, don't do that. If you moderate on your protein and you eat more fat, you're just cannibalizing all of the muscle you would be building. But I, I, as we were saying before I came on the air, um, I'm building a lot of muscle. I'm more, sh- I'm stronger now in just like two and a half, three weeks, Rachel, of flipping a friggin' tire. <laughs> I'm stronger now than I've been in a very long time. Just doing that little bit of a functional exercise. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's just, there's so much misconception out there and I think it's just educating people. And, you know, I've had worked with a few clients where I actually just had someone come to me and said that they did keto before and then they they actually joined a CrossFit gym and their CrossFit coach told them, Oh no, you can't do, you can't do that while you're doing this training. And so they actually ended up putting up, putting on a ton of weight, feeling horrible, Mm -hmm. energy levels plummeted. And then they actually heard I get probably your podcast or another podcast heard me on it and they reached out asking, you know, I, I want to start doing keto again, but my coaches keep telling me I can't, um, and just asking what to do. And I just said, well, <laughs> you know, if you're feeling great before and yeah. you, you know, that says something. So, and I've never understood that mentality, Rachel, if someone, if a client or a patient is getting results with whatever they're doing and results, quantifiable results in their blood markers and in the way they feel most uh, importantly why would you change anything at least go with what's making them feel well and then if once you add in more intense exercise for example and they start to go downhill then maybe you kind of have that conversation but why discourage someone who's already seen results exactly exactly and if you yeah and as you get you know you train more and your body becomes more adapting at kind of you know, becoming more flexible. And we talk about metabolic flexibility and all of that. Yep. Um, as you know, you heal and you heal your hormones and you heal, you know, everything that's going on. Then, you know, maybe you talk about adding a little bit more carbs in if you need it, if it's a really high intensity and your, your goal is more, you know, increasing performance. So it just depends. It depends where you're at in your journey and it depends, you know, exactly what your goals are. So I think people forget about that a lot and they, you know, they're just, laser focused on what, you know, what we've been taught. And a lot of that is actually, um, propaganda accurate. Yeah. So. That, that's what I, I call it for what it is, Rachel. It's propaganda that we've been given for so long. And sadly people still buy into it. And, um, I guess they're going to continue to buy into it until something compelling comes along that changes their mind. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or someone or, or one's, you know, medical doctors start to speak this language. And I know the last time you were on, I asked you, is that going to happen anytime soon? I don't think either one of us felt very confident that the general medical field was going to change their minds about ketogenic diets. Yeah. Yeah. I think though we're in a period of time where it's starting to grow. Um, I actually just got off the phone with uh, Dr. Brett Schur. I don't know. Do you know? I do know him? Brett. Yep. Yeah. So he is local to San Diego. Um, him and Dr. Brian Lenskis, who is another local um, internal doc here. Yeah. Um, he. We actually talked yesterday about. Um, we've been talking for a while about you know opening some type of clinic or something in San Diego where we can combine you know the medical with the nutrition and. That's um, right. You mentioned that, that last time you were on. That please make that happen because I want to see yeah. that start as a template. The Killing It Keto Clinic. <laughs> Just <laughs> well, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, no, and he was even talking about starting to look at some real estate. And so things are hopefully nice. 
going to start moving along. We just kind of have to figure out how to, um, we really want to come together and as a group, um, but yeah. still be able to maintain our own brand within that group. Right. Um, but you know, the ultimate goal is just helping people and, you know, getting people healthier and trying to push this movement along. So we'll stay tuned. You guys, uh, we'll definitely keep everybody abreast of what's happening with, uh, with that. That sounds really exciting especially for those of you in the San Diego area. So killingitketo.com is her website, but let's get into this book of yours because (laughs) I've done a bunch of these and I know how hard it is to do one and do one very well. And I am flipping through this bad boy right now. And I can tell you spent a lot of time, you and your co-author Amanda Hughes is a ketogenic chef and uh, did a lot of the recipes for you. Tell us what made you want to go through the stress that is writing a book. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I just kind of wanted to, you know, I was getting more into um, doing more in the keto community and, um, you know, it was just, (laughs) I just decided, you know, let's take it a step further and, you know, write a book. Well, Um, and you've had this knowledge for years. I mean, I've known about (laughs) your work for several years now and you follow my stuff And so I know you've been out there. So you just kind of was like, okay, enough is enough. It's time for me to join the book writing party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then also like the main focus going into the book was kind of taking an overall um, approach with looking at, you know, weight loss and long-term weight loss. And then also not just weight loss, but health and and all of those factors and how there's so many different aspects to, you know, sustain weight loss. And yes, keto is, I think keto and low carb is, you know, the main thing, but there's also other areas that, you know, I go into in the book, like mindset and stress management and exercise and and all of that. Um, I am so happy to hear you saying all those things, because I think that's where more and more of us leaders in the keto community are going. It's It's like, okay, we realize you probably get the keto thing, but you're still struggling. So here are some other things what I'm now referring to as keto plus uh, that need to be addressed. And it could be a lack of movement. It could be, you know, being overstressed and and your hormones all out of whack. Um, it could be so many other things. And so I, I'm, I'm, I was really happy to see that you put all those things in your book. Exactly. Exactly. And then also just making it practical. So yes, you can say all these things like you should reduce your stress, you should get more sleep, all of that. But <laughs> how do you, you know, do that? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that was kind of the main thing is just um, adding in different tips and practical, you know, tricks and, and methods and strategies to, to a, for the regular person to achieve that, you know, what can they do now and implement now in their everyday life that helps them, you know, work towards that goal If you love great olive oil, do I have a deal for you? As one of my listeners, you're entitled to receive for $1, listen to this, for just $1, a $39 bottle of one of the world's finest artisanal olive oils. And what makes this oil really special? It was just fresh pressed at the new harvest. So it's bursting with more harvest fresh flavor than any olive oil you've ever tasted. It's yours for just one buck to help cover shipping as your introduction to the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. 
and there's no obligation to buy anything now or ever. But what exactly is fresh-pressed olive oil, and why is it so much more flavorful than store-bought olive oil? The problem with store-bought olive oils is that they can sit on store shelves for months, even years, growing stale or even rancid. The olive, after all, is a fruit, and olive oil is similar to a fruit juice in that it's much more flavorful when fresh-pressed. And that's what's unique about oils from my friends at the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. They rush their oils direct to your door by plane and special delivery truck straight from the latest harvest. This means that you, your family, and lucky guests can enjoy top-of-the-line artisanal olive oils at their peak of harvest fresh flavor and nutritional value. This is great news for us low-carb lovers because pure fresh-pressed olive oil has zero carbs, Zero carbs. It adds whole layers of amazing flavor to your favorite low-carb dishes, your roasted vegetables, healthy salads, grilled meats, delicate fish, toasted nuts. Oh yeah. I can tell you from personal experience, once you try this fresh-pressed olive oil, you'll never go back to store-bought again. Try it yourself and see. For your 39 bottle for a buck, go to jimmyoliveoil.com. That's jimmyoliveoil.com. One more time jimmyoliveoil.com How would you like to test your blood ketones for just $1 per strip? Join the Keto Clarity Club at bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing and join the club to get $1 strips when purchased in vials of 50. You get to choose how often that they will ship to you and you'll still get that $1 price per strip. And while you're at bestketonetest.com, make sure you get the meter and we also have glucose strips sold in vials of 50 and you'll get $5 off with the coupon code Jimmy. There's also the Ketonian Special Kit, which allows you to get the meter, Lancet, as well as a starter pack of blood ketone test strips. Again, it's bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing. Bestketonetest.com. So, Rachel, I noticed you were very deliberate in what you were just describing of saying that, yeah, it's about weight loss, but it's about so much more. And yet someone may look at the title 21 day ketogenic diet weight loss challenge and then the subtitle recipes and workouts for a slimmer, healthier you. So it seems from the outside and I get it from a marketing perspective. I'm a marketing guy, too, yeah. that that's what people are you know, looking for. But how do you explain, I guess, on the inside that it's so much more than just the weight? Yeah. And that's, you know, it's funny you say that because I was actually a little bit opposed well, a lot opposed to having weight loss as the biggest word on the book. Yeah. Um, but you know how that goes with marketing and publishers. Sadly, yes. Rockridge yeah, so, wanted it on the front. Yep. Yeah. So I didn't really have a huge um, say in that. Um, I would have loved to call it, you know, the 21-day ketogenic lifestyle challenge. Yes, that would have been program. great. That would have um, been better. But See, like I would have pitched bloody murder. <laughs> <laughs> but but this is your first book, first like big yeah. book. So I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. But, I guess I've written so many now. It's like, no, no, no. I want this title. And <laughs> so. yeah, exactly. But but yeah, like you said, I mean, the the challenge is, you know, it's goes into like 21 days of a jumpstart challenge. Like how do you get into keto or how do you you know implement it if you've been doing it for a while, but need yep. like another kind of jumpstart? 
Um, but the main thing is I really try to go into how to implement it as a long-term lifestyle. So, um, you know, yes, getting into it for the first three weeks, but then how do you sustain that, um, and turn it into a lifestyle and, you know, do that in the, in the proper way. So yeah. that's why, um, that's why like for the recipe part of it, when I developed the recipes, yeah. um, I wanted to, there's over a hundred recipes in the book. So those are, are mainly to to, you know, use as you're moving forward and being able to use practical recipes and ones that are not too complicated, but also, you know, kind of reinventing higher carb, normal high carb foods as, as we know, and, you know, turning them low carb or keto and still being able to enjoy life and teach people that, you know, you can enjoy all of these things, all of these indulgences, just, you know, educating them on how to do it in a, in a different way that they may, they may not have thought thought of um, to begin with. So, yeah, we went out with some friends last night to the Outback Steakhouse, hadn't seen them in a while. And, and I got a, uh, um, prime rib with the horseradish, creamy horseradish. Uh, don't do that, you know, all at <laughs> once, by the way, it's really hot in your mouth uh, and, and some vegetables on the side. And I mean, and a, and a little small salad and that was perfect. And it's just so easy. Uh, people think that their social life has to suffer and it, it really doesn't. Yeah, exactly. And then also like cooking for your family. And, and, you know, I have a lot of people who say, well, I want to follow this, but, you know, my family doesn't. So that's kind of, you know, how we teach them to, you don't have to tell your family that it's low carb, like it's going to taste good. Right. All the recipes, you know, put your own spin on them. But as long as you're educated and know, you know, what to use, what ingredients to use, what to substitute, then, you know, it becomes very easy. Yeah. I wonder how many families uh, that if you just started making ketogenic friendly foods would even notice, (laughs) I think (laughs) most of the time families, uh, the ones that aren't cooking in the family, they just eat what mom or dad or whoever cooks puts on the dinner table. Um, I remember when I was a kid, I mean, we had the hamburger helper and the corn and, and green beans and can, and then those grand's biscuits, that was kind of a typical evening meal. And, and I helped mama cook and, and that's how we ate. But had we not had the the crap in there and I just had like some beef burgers with some cheese and avocado with the green beans and, and no biscuits and no corn, I'd have been none the wiser. Yeah, exactly. I'd have been a lot exactly. healthier, uh, uh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. And even just like being able to substitute. So, for example, you said biscuits. So like in the book, I have, you know, different biscuit recipes that you're using, you know, almond flour, or coconut flour, or whatever. Yeah. And being able to substitute that out and find alternatives for that, or even just simple things like rice, like rice is a, as a filler, rice doesn't really have any flavor until you put something on it, you know? Well, so people why don't you love use, them? <laughs> yeah. Use cauliflower rice. <laughs> a lot of people don't even notice the difference. It's the flavor and what you put on top, which makes the difference. So, right. um, but again, like cauliflower rice, that, that actually hasn't, hasn't even been popular for a while. I feel like it only came out like two years ago when people were like, Oh, I can, you know, Oh, they already sell it in stores. Now they already like pre rice the cauliflower. I've seen it at Costco and Sam's both. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's only been a few, like a few years, like before that I, you know, I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? Keto brought it out, I guess. Yeah. Once keto kind of hit it big. Yeah. And I'm even seeing a lot of mainstream news articles where they're saying, creative ways to use cauliflower. I'm like, we've been on that for a while. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's not the only thing. There's so many other 
yes. other things out there that people are just not aware of. And so I think that's what a huge, you know, turn off to, oh, I have to, you know, eliminate all these carbs and they don't, they think that they're going to be missing out. But in reality, if you're educated on substitutions to make, then it, you're not going to be missing out on anything. Yes. So, Rachel, my favorite part of your book, and I always do this when I'm uh, reading a book from someone I'm interviewing, I kind of go, okay, what jumped out at me? And the thing that jumped out to me so much was in the becoming keto adapted uh, part, because you had this phase one. You're just like, all right, here's the basics. Just cut your carbs, moderate the protein, eat more fat. Call me in the morning. You know, it's kind of <laughs> you kind of get them going. And I think that's what so paralyzes people sometimes when they go to start is. They feel like they've got to do every single thing all at once or they're a failure. And I love just the methodical approach of the of a phase one, a phase two, phase three, which we you talk all about on pages uh, 37, 38 and 39. And I, I just love that, that you just say, you know what, just start cutting carbs, start eating more fat and moderate down the protein and we'll add a little more each day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just giving people a place to start. And then also you know, teaching them, I think, like you said, like the last phase is becoming metabolically flexible. So as long as you can do that and and work towards that, then I think that that is like the main goal, Um, you know, reducing your insulin levels and all of that, that's just going to help you become healthier in the long term. And then, you know, if you do decide to have a piece of cake on occasion, like that's not going to kill you. Um, You still have to be realistic and, and enjoy life. But if you are if your body is primed to know how to use fat for fuel, which most of America has is not no idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you can kind of transition, you know, back and forth or you just, you know, overall being more efficient. So that's kind of the main thing, like start here and, and work your way towards that goal um, of becoming more efficient, metabolically efficient and, and healing your body. So. Yeah. And I love like in phase two, you say, you know, slowly start to see if you can go many hours of, you know, without eating, uh, adding in a little bit of intermittent fasting. And uh, perhaps if your goal is to lose a little weight, maybe cut down a little bit on the calories to see if you can uh, instigate that happening. Um, And then in phase three, this is an interesting one where you say experiment with slightly increasing protein and or carbs. I've done that, uh, Rachel, and especially on the days that I'm doing that flipping that freaking tire, <laughs> I'm purposely I, I'm finding that I enjoy adding in a little more protein than I do adding in a, a little more carbohydrate, although my carb tolerance has gone up a little in the past year. I've noticed I can probably get away with like 35 and still have good blood glucose levels, blood ketone levels, and it used to be 30 total grams of carbs. And so uh, it's a slow journey for some of us, but I, I, I did appreciate that you put that in there. Yeah, of course. And and that just goes back to like the individuality of it. And, you know, some people can tolerate more protein than others. Some people need to work their way up to that. Some people can tolerate more carbs. Um, what's your exercise like, you know, all of that, it all plays into it. So, I mean, I know you preach this too, and, and the, you know, it's not one size fits all. It's very independent. And that's what I tried to elicit in the book is, like I said, again, give you practical ways to start to introduce these things and see what's working for you and what's not and being able to, you know, implement different strategies to to push past what's not working. So, 
Can you talk to that person that's listening to this right now? They're obviously a believer in keto, but they're extremely discouraged. I get those emails so much and they write to me because they know how I, they know I know how they feel. <laughs> um, and they're just so discouraged right now, Rachel, because they're not seeing any weight loss and they're not really paying attention, I suppose, to the health gains, the positive things that are happening. How do you coach a client like that who comes in so discouraged when they feel like they're doing everything right in their diet and yet, quote, no results? Yeah, so that actually comes back to what we were talking about, about the different areas of, of not just being all about diet. Um, I think that someone who's very discouraged, that's when I start to, or they're doing everything right in terms of diet wise. Um, but they're not, you know, they're not sleeping. They're not having things that, that they can help reduce their stress or fun leisurely activities. Like there's all these different things going on that is just preventing them from hitting, you know, going past that plateau or, you know, they're looking just at the scale and the weight loss part of it. And like you said, they're not thinking about, you know, is my, all the other benefits of having, you know, that mental clarity, is their energy levels? Do they feel better? Like there's so many different aspects of it. It's not all just about weight loss. Um, <laughs> although the, the title of the book is, is that, but yeah. there's so much more to it. Pay no attention I, to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I think that is huge, just kind of being able to look at those different aspects of it as well. Um, and then also having like the community support. So if someone comes to me and they're just discouraged or, you know, they don't know where to go or they just they, you know, I have a client I work with and his his wife is completely against keto and she's kind of doing everything she can to sabotage. his. What's her main um, objection? Does does he say she's not ed she's just not educated. She just um, believes all the propaganda negative stuff yeah, about it. And she doesn't want to become educated. She's not open to, you know, reading about it. It's like, you that's know, that's not abnormal. What, sadly, I, I bet a lot of people are going, yep, that's my spouse. Yeah, exactly. And so that's one of the things that's also huge discouraging. Like if you don't have that everyday encouragement or someone who's there to to help you, then that's just going to, you know, hinder you a lot more. So I would say, you know, go out and find a community, even if it's an online, you know, Facebook group or something and, and just kind of find people who are doing this and on the journey with you. And, um, I think that helps a lot as well. That's such a tough position to be put in, but again, sadly, not everybody has a supportive spouse. I mean, I'm thankful I had one going through this journey uh, and still do. Um, and <laughs> it, it's, it's, you, you can't replace that. And but it doesn't mean you can't be successful even in the midst of the challenge of not having support. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, towards the end of the uh, the actual uh, sciencey part, because you got a lot of recipes in this book, uh, which I'm, again, very happy that you did that 21 day ketogenic diet weight loss challenge. But we really know it's lifestyle uh, by <laughs> Rachel Gregory. And uh, so uh, towards the end, you talk about, all right, you're ready to go. Let's do this. And you literally outline, all right, you're going to do this 21 day challenge. I ain't going anywhere for 21 days. So here's what you got to do before we get started. I mean, you give them a whole laundry list of things to get rid of. And I, I loved it. I was sitting here like imagining people going and going, is, is this a legume? Is this a, 
Is is this a grain? What it? Oh yeah, it's got grain. Okay, we gotta throw that away. Rachel will kill us if we don't. Uh, so it, it's pretty neat. And then and then you get started and you say, okay, here here look, here's what's gonna happen. Um, you've got to do this, this, and this. Here's how you can make it dairy free if you need to do that. Um, I mean, just on and on and on, hand holding all through the process. I, I think you did a really good job. And then of course gave people the ability to kind of write in their progress as they go along in this journey. Um, this is definitely like a workbook more than a, than a book book. Was that by design? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you have like the weekly wellness trackers, which again, just goes back to yes, tracking your food, but then tracking everything else, you know, your water intake, your exercise, all of that, and kind of having it all in one place and being able to look back, you know, and see wh- how your progress is going and, and just focusing on that part. So yeah, it's, it's really supposed to be a practical, practical way to get started. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it's, it's a complement to my online challenge. So the online challenge, I look more as like a course. So every day for that three weeks, you're getting more topics, more information, uh, diving a little bit deeper into the topics I talk about in the book. Um, so that's kind of how I'm trying to, to work it is if people, you know, need more help past the book or they just want to learn more and get more educated, the challenge is kind of the online challenge is kind of that. And then you also, like I said, have that support, supportive community um, with that as well. Yeah, I think uh, of that list of things uh, that you have them check their weekly wellness tracker. I love all these questions. It's like you're a detective trying to get to the bottom (laughs) of the story. Uh, But on the habit one, that was really good. Write down one bad habit that you replaced or a new habit that you formed. You don't need to uh, create a new habit every single day. The idea is to work consistently at replacing a bad one with a good one. And I, I remember when I was just starting my journey, I was obviously trying to get rid of sugar. And so I came up with this mantra of sugar's rat poison. And so it became this this overriding concept that I didn't want to eat rat poison, even though I knew it wasn't actually rat poison, but it kind of gave me enough pause and so that was a habit that I developed and I now don't even think about it. Yeah, exactly. And I think habits, that's a huge part of it. You know, it's just we're so ingrained of doing like different things every day. And and for example, you know, the habit of eating dessert or the habit of sitting down. And I had I, I still struggle with this. You know, Mindlessly like my, eat watching TV. <laughs> yeah. And, and nighttime eating. I struggle yes. with it. It's just. It's something that, you know, I've always struggled with and I know a lot of people do. It's kind of just the mindless eating. And so being able to, you know, not cut that cold turkey, but maybe implement different strategies um, to kind of wean yourself off that. Or, you know, for example, one of the things that I used was um, instead of having like a very uh, more, a more, you know, higher calorie dessert or something like that, I would yeah. implement like a homemade jello recipe where nice. it's, jello that's just made with electrolytes and uh grass-fed gelatin which is actually two of two great things that you you need and salt and um, gelatin yummy yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but obviously making it taste good but that's just like a strategy and there's kind of like different like hunger hacks that i put in the book and and things to help get past that and then you know once you start to trickle your way into implementing different habits um instead of having like for example going back to the nighttime time eating you know, replacing that with, you know, say nighttime yoga or taking a bath or just something that kind of takes that, you know, that habit and and reduces what you've been doing for a while and kind of just 
implementing different strategies to to move past that and then eventually get to the point where it's like, oh, okay, I don't think I need that that nighttime snack anymore or that dessert, you know? Mm. Yeah, th- those uh, those habits can be hard to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm playing the song by Chicago called Hard Habit to Break. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. It's all your fault, Rachel. Okay, it's not going to say hard habit to break, but that's what the song is. <laughs> anyway, my 80s uh, childhood is coming back to me. But Rachel, thank you for being here today and telling us all about your brand new book. Again, you guys, Rachel Gregory is her name, and she's too young to remember Chicago from the 1980s. But <laughs> Killing It Keto is uh, her brand, KillingItKeto.com, and she's all over the interwebs, you guys. Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, even a YouTube channel. Go check her out. Killing It Keto is everywhere. And go pick up her book, 21 Day Ketogenic Diet Weight Loss Challenge. And we'll have a link to it in the show notes section at thelivinglowcarbshow.com. But Rachel, always a pleasure to have you here on the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Thanks for having me. Always love chatting with you. Living the vida low carb. This show is changing lives. We talking about your diet, trying to get you feeling right. Cut up the avocados, fry some eggs. Time to explore the longest running health podcast, hosted by Jimmy Moore. Time to give up the crappy garbage. We're getting into ketosis. Every day is a new step to your goal. Yeah, you're getting closer. Motivated and focused. Don't stop, just go. Time to get inspiration from the Living La Vida Low Carb Show. Hey, the Living Low Carb Show. Disc of Light.